How did the Connecticut Sun put together its 105-76 Game 3 win over the Las Vegas Aces? Connecticut's Jacqueline LeBlanc joins us to discuss how the Sun extended the series and look ahead to Game 4 on Sunday. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. Are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and happy Friday. Uh, welcome. You are Locked On to Women's Basketball. And I'm a features writer in the Atlantic 10 Beat Report for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we're going to discuss a balanced offense led by John Quell Jones defeated the Las Vegas Aces to extend the series, Alyssa Thomas's historic triple double, and the first it was the first in WNBA Finals history, and what to expect from the Sun in Game Four. Joining me today is our Connecticut Sun. Starting off, last night we saw one of, if not the most efficient playoff performance. From John Quell Jones, 20 points, 5 rebounds, 4 euro turnovers. What clicked for her last night? JJ was really physical and she was she was really determined. You know, she was demanding the ball, which is, you know, sometimes throughout the playoffs this season and, and even through the regular seasons at times, you know, you could see JJ being a little bit timid. And, you know, when she's not necessarily into her rhythm early, you know, she's not demanding the ball as much. She's not getting those paint touches. Um, she was really, you know, she took on that leadership role last night. Um, she was really physical early. She demanded those touches early. Um, you know, she talked about how she really had to focus on doing her work early before Vegas started sending bodies at her in the paint. Um, you know, she was really good with her duck-ins, offensive rebounding, boxing out Asia Wilson was crazy. I think she, Asia was held to like four rebounds a game last night. Um, which is was crazy for, for the MVP and DPOY and, and Asia Wilson. Um, but yeah, JJ just really looked like her like her MVP self. Um, you know, what she kind of brought to the game game last year and um, you know, has sometimes been been muted at times just because of how balanced this offense can be and how many weapons this team has, especially in the post. Um, but yeah, JJ, you know, she was physical, she was determined, you know, Kurt said you saw physical determined JJ was really impressive with, you know, how she was able to kind of demand those touches and get those, um, rebounds, but also getting her other, her other uh, teammates involved. Did you talk about at all post game, you know, if there was anything specific that clicked for her or if, you know, she just put all the pieces together and, and did what she knows how to do? Yeah, she said, you know, kind of going back to, to last game, you know, that's kind of just being able to take advantage of the defense is not something that she necessarily did in that last game and, and something that really kind of clicked for her um, going into this one. Um, someone asked her about just being aggressive on, on those duck-ins and dives from, from the top of the key and how if that, like, extra aggression was kind of placed in her mindset. And, you know, she said, 
I guess she said that she really did feel like she was kind of determined on, on playing that a little bit, especially when the defense like wasn't guarding her or wasn't loading up with so many bodies in the paint. Um, you know, she said they're kind of playing a little bit more honestly as, as they were going down in transition. Um, so just being able to, to use all those opportunities that, that the defense gave her and really kind of um, making that part of her game. And in addition to JJ's performance, five other Connecticut Sun players scored in double figures. What was clicking or what happened for the offense to be so productive for the Sun last night? Yeah, well, um, this team pretty much throughout the entire season, definitely throughout the playoffs, they have repeated again and again and again that they play their best basketball when um, they're being themselves, they're having fun, you know. How that kind of looks is they're being loose, they're confident, they're playing together, they're playing for each other. Um, I went to shoot around before the game yesterday and I spoke to Courtney Williams and Dewana Bonner and I asked them both about, a little bit about that and kind of how that plays out on the court. And, you know, they said, they both said that it, you, they could already just feel like a new wave of confidence. Just being at home was, was huge. I think Joanna mentioned it a couple times to me in shoot around, but also in post game that like being able to sleep in her own bed was huge after being on the road for, for seven or eight days, you know, playing in Chicago, going straight to Vegas and being there. Um, she said, you know, that being at home was, was kind of a new refreshed feeling for, for the team, um, especially having their fans behind them. Um, Courtney told me that, you know, they really didn't have anything to lose at this point. You know, they went down 2-0 in Vegas, you know, at risk of being swept at home, facing another elimination game. You know, she really talked about how they this team doesn't have anything to lose and they have to play like they don't have anything to lose. She said they were super confident in each other. Um, Dewana talked about how they were all just like she could feel it when they walked in to shoot around like they were laughing, they were dancing. Um, you know, they all felt good. They all felt like themselves. And she said that confidence is um, has really been key to kind of being them their best selves. And um, what kind of comes with that when Connecticut's being their best selves is um, everyone's really well balanced on this team. You know, everyone's taking kind of a, a com comparable number of shots. Everyone's scoring in double digits. Everyone's passing the ball. That's huge. Is that, you know, not feeling so stagnant. Delana said, you know, she felt a little stagnant in, in that um, game two loss in Vegas. Connecticut had 32 assists last night, I believe, which is um, a sun record, I'm pretty sure. So that was huge for them, just constantly moving, you know, constantly communicating, constantly helping each other out. Um, you know, she talked she talked a lot about that. And then um, in the post game, you know, John Quell talked about, I think it was Jackie Powell who actually asked um, this question of what does this game represent? You know, what did their game last night represent for the team? And um, John Quell took that opportunity to just talk about how this team has had their backs against the wall quite a few times in the playoffs. Last night was their fourth elimination game. They're now four and oh in elimination games um, in, in the postseason. Said, you know, it's just it's just the MO, MO of our team. When we when our backs are against the wall, we play really good basketball. And I think they really thrived off of that early. Just going back to um I just wanted to mention like pregame, Kurt talked about you know the importance of first quarters that's been a huge message throughout the entire playoffs. The aces talked about how that's been a big focus for them as well. Um, they wanted the aces to take the first time out. That was another focus in, in that Chicago semifinal series. And um, you know, this game last night, the aces went off to a nine, two start and Connecticut had to take the first time out. Um, but he said like in that moment, you know, they were kind of frustrated. They had to take that first time out. Um, but it was at that moment that they were really able to kind of lock in 
adjust, settle. AT didn't think that they were really settled um, early on in that early few minutes where um, Vegas went nine to two. She thought, you know, they were being a little bit over aggressive, not making some easy open looks. Um, they really just kind of needed the time to kind of just take a moment and kind of reset. And um, it seemed like after that timeout, you know, they went on a crazy run and they kind of just went went from there. So um, Connecticut's best when everyone's involved on their team. And um, like you said, Dewana Bonner was huge. She was missing in those first two games. I think she was like a combined two of 18 from the field in game one and game two. It was really important to get her involved, and she had a, a basket real early, um, just cutting to the rim, and um, it felt like that was kind of a, a big momentum shift for for CT, just getting just getting Duana going early. And then you mentioned uh, before we recorded that the Sun have to ha, talked about balancing being themselves and having fun while also being disciplined enough to guard the Aces all night. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that and how the sun put a uh, last night? Yeah, I asked Kurt about that after the game, and he just talked about how poised, how poised this team was. You know, um, it's really hard. It's really easy to get flustered early, especially in the finals, especially in a high stakes environment like, you know, a possible elimination game on your home court. Um, but he said, you know, they were just, they were just really tough. You know, they were really locked in. Um, they were really willing to kind of go out there and have fun. He said, you know, out of halftime, there was a few runs in, in that second half. And, um, you know, I think right before the end of the third quarter, Raquana Williams hit a three and she cut it to six points and, um, you know, Connecticut led by like more than 20 in the first half. And just to kind of see that, um see those runs happen for vegas it felt like you know possibly there was some sort of momentum shift that could happen um but he said you know they just stuck to their discipline and and were able to kind of fight through some of those those stretches and not be so so anxious and uptight and and kind of focus um honing in on discipline that way like db has said also that um they can't be uptight they can't be nervous they they because once they're uptight, once they're nervous, they kind of stop moving. They kind of stop flowing. Everything kind of gets out of rhythm. Um, so just really kind of staying locked in and being able to kind of have that discipline to guard such a high-powered offense like the Aces, who, you know, even down 21 points or 20-plus points still have the ability to to actually make this a game. And it, it kind of felt like it might have been um, – at that end of the the third quarter i think vegas scored like 27 points in the third quarter actually outscored connecticut in the second and third quarter Mm -hmm. as well and then uh you know to open that fourth see uh connecticut held them to just seven points crazy yeah uh i totally agree uh the the sun outscoring the 19 in the first quarter and 28 to 7 in the fourth quarter uh kind of allows for those smaller um, being outscored moments by four and three, uh, I think seven points total in the the two middle quarters of the game. Yeah, definitely. And and coming up next, we'll just end the first WNBA Finals triple-double. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, and yes, even your women's basketball betting needs. I'm not a big betting person, but BetOnline.net offers 
It's for the WNBA and it's a very big deal. Game four opened up at 163 points after 181 points were scored in last night's game three. Uh, and you can place a bet with just a couple of clicks from the WNBA to uh, MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL. BetOnline.net has signs and games. Head to use your mobile device to learn more about the actioning happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked on in the Bet Online odds makers present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it on Locked on YouTube. So, Jacqueline, as Isabel Rodriguez pointed out, um, you know, Alyssa Thomas's Players Tribune article uh, had a line where she wrote, I love playoff time. Trying to take it to another level. I know I still have another in me. So, what led to that new level, that new gear, and NBA Finals triple double uh, that Alyssa Thomas had with 16 points, 15 rebounds, and 11 assists? Yeah, well, Playoff AT has the name Playoff AT for a reason. <laughs> I mean, you covered this team in 2019. Uh, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. you talk all about Playoff AT. Um, Dewana said in post game, you know, like, AT is truly their engine and they don't say that lightly. Like she does literally everything for them. She is their motor. Um, Like Isabel pointed out, I just want to, this is Alyssa's third triple double this season. Um, This is, she's had all three um, triple doubles in Connecticut franchise history. Took 20 seasons for the sun and and Alyssa has three of them already this season. Um, It just seems like something she's been doing honestly all season. And that's how she, that's kind of how she and um, Dewana and John Quill kind of characterized that after the game that like, you know, it's just, just another game for AT. That was kind of like the, the sentiment in the, in the regular season when she was, when she notched some of those triple doubles is, you know, it's just, this is just another game for her. Um, You know, like we said, Connecticut is really good when they're well-balanced offense, when everyone's scoring in double digits. And it seems like naturally when this team is really well-balanced on offense, that kind of naturally leads to an Alyssa Thomas triple-double. They said she had, you know, this is her third triple-double this season. I went through um, kind of some of her other games throughout the regular season just to see how many times she got really close to a triple-double because, like, in the regular season, her teammates kind of talked about, like, after she got that first one against Minnesota, John Quell and everyone on the team was basically like, oh, you know, no big deal. She probably should have had a bunch of those already this season. She's going to have another one. Um, It's just, like, so casual when talking about Melissa Thomas triple-double. But in the regular season, you know, she had two games where she was four assists away from a triple-double. One game, she was three assists away. One game, she was two points away. One game, she was two assists away. Um, You know, and that kind of seems like a far, you know, sometimes it might seem like a far-fetched number, but Alyssa Thomas can do this, like, so quickly and so quietly that you don't even realize that she has the triple-double. Like, she definitely didn't realize she had the triple-double last night. I think she got it by, like, the eighth minute in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. I believe it was her first triple-double against Minnesota where she had – um, six or seven assists in the third quarter alone. So when Alyssa Thomas is, you know, two assists away, three assists away, four assists away, um, you know, it 
it wouldn't surprise me if she was able to get those, um, you know, pretty quickly. So it seems pretty feasible that she could have had some other ones, like in the playoffs as well. Game ones against uh, Dallas and Chicago, she was three assists away in Chicago. Game five, she was two assists away from a triple double, um, and that was really just like the sentiment from from Dewana and John Quell. Like this is Alyssa goes to work, she does her work, and this is kind of how um, you know kind of how it ends up for them. You know, Dewana talked about how she really gets them going, and um, you know she truly she truly is their their engine. And you know if she's able to hit a couple shots, if she's able to do some things on defense early move and transition, you know, that kind of excites excites the rest of the team and they're able to really feed off of that. And um, that kind of goes back to them just like being fun and playing as a group. Like they're really able, this group is really able to feed off of each other. And when Alyssa Thomas is recording triple doubles in the finals, like I'm sure that's something, I'm sure that's something they feed off of. Um, Alyssa, you know, someone asked Alyssa, what did you do anything different? Is, did it feel different? You know, kind of how were you able to to notch this historic game? And I'm sure you would call this a classic Alyssa Thomas answer. She said, for me, I approached the game like I approached any other game. Yeah, that <laughs> so, is. You know, we won it. They've, they've been struggling offensively. You know, they really needed to start hitting their shots. And um, she's said this every time she's gotten a triple double this season. She says, my teammates hit their shots. And I always say without them, none of these triple doubles are possible. I'm pretty positive. She said that every, every post game yeah. of, of, of each triple double she's gotten this year. So um, just the well-balanced offense, just Connecticut kind of moving uh, as a unit. Like she really is their motor and, and their engine and their wheel that kind of gets everyone else um, in rotation. You know, she's quietly, I, and I feel like she notches her triple doubles like so quietly. <laughs> like I was sitting next to someone in WNBA PR last night um, at the game and I looked down and I was like, hey, I think that I think that's Alyssa's, uh, I think that's a triple double. And they looked at their their box score and they're like, oh, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea she was that close already. So um, it seems like something that she can just do so quietly and like so naturally. And it's just just part of her game. So when the offense is moving really well, when everyone else is moving really well, um, you know, she may not get the triple double, but she's definitely getting really close to that territory for, for just her versatility and kind of the role she plays on this team. For sure. And, you know, at times this season when the str- Sun have struggled putting the pieces together, it's at times looked like Alyssa Thomas has been trying to force her productivity. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the difference in or what's the fine line between her having to force it and really as it appeared to in game three last night? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I would think what we saw from from Alyssa last night you know she is not forcing anything but she's also making the defense pay like it's so crazy to think that like (laughs) just like last night and throughout the game you know it doesn't seem like Vegas is really putting much effort into guarding Alyssa Thomas like outside of the restricted area so anytime she put up you know one of those shot put floaters from from the elbow or, or a little bit out you know she was open and she she knows she's open she knows she's going to have those shots she's taking advantage of that um but also just you know she didn't like turnovers Alyssa's had a couple games where she's had some really bad turnovers I think it was actually a Vegas game in the regular season the last one they played at at Mohegan Sun Arena, um, Alyssa had like nine turnovers or, or something like that. So when they feel a little stagnant, sometimes I feel like when AT feels like she has to do everything for the team, she's forcing things too much. 
Um, you know, they've said before that sometimes that comes down to just settling for really bad shots, you know, moving too quickly. Um, you know, if they move too quickly, they're taking bad shots and then they're not in position to rebound. They're not in position to move or, or you know, kind of point them on the, on the fast break. So I think really just kind of it, it lends itself well to, to the um, rest of the offense being very balanced. You know, Alyssa doesn't feel like she has to kind of move everything herself there. And coming up next, we'll discuss you even the series on Sunday afternoon. So what do you expect to see from the Sun in game four? Um, obviously, both sides will make adjustments, but what do you think that Kurt Miller and the rest of the coaching staff? Yeah, well, I think it, it goes back to just kind of focusing on what they did last night and being able to do that well, I think they need to be able to kind of anticipate adjustments from Vegas. You know, Vegas is an experienced team. They have an experienced coach. They have veterans. You know, they have an MVP. Vegas is going to make adjustments. I feel like Chelsea Gray is certainly going to make adjustments. We saw the kind of defensive switch that Connecticut did in this game of putting Dewana Bonner on Chelsea Gray. And someone asked if Hurt about that in post game and, and why he decided to make that adjustment and why he thought it worked. And he really just attributed it to like DB's length. Like she's so long. And then someone asked Juana about that as well. And she's like, I'm a six, four guard. Like I need to, I'm quick. I'm long. I need to be able to, to show that on defense. So, um, you know, I think Connecticut really needs to kind of more so anticipate Las Vegas's adjustments. So, you know, Chelsea, she was held to like 11 points or something last night. She's going to figure out at some point how to how to kind of get out of those hedges, how to get out of those traps, how to kind of move differently. So being able to anticipate that on the defense, you know, whether it's Dewana guarding her or if someone comes over to help, um, the Aces really attributed last night's loss to their own defense. You know, definitely nothing um, like we saw in game two that they they put out in Vegas. Um, so really kind of just attacking the paint, attacking on defense. Um, so how will Connecticut kind of adjust in game to to those moves? Um, but, you know, if they could implement everything they did last night, <laughs> especially on offense, because that's kind of where they've struggled, not only in the series, but like throughout the entire playoffs, you know, when the Sun have struggled, it's it's mostly kind of been an offensive thing where everything's not clicking and they're settling and they're getting out of rhythm really quickly. They're getting frustrated. So how can the sun kind of hold their composure? How can they hold that poise and, and that discipline that, that Kurt stresses so often? Um, but again, this is going to be their fifth elimination game now. And like the team has kind of said, when their backs are against the wall, that's that's when they play their best. So they kind of just need to go into this game with, with confidence. They talked about how home court advantage really is, really is a big advantage. Um, you know, Dewana said in shoot around that, Vegas took care of everything at home, just like they expected them to do, just like they needed to do. And the Sun need to do that as well. So the Sun are really good at home. You know, they aren't they had a few more losses than this season than they have throughout the last couple of seasons. Um, but, I, you know, I think the Sun really just need to come out with that same confidence, being able to move and transition, you know, being able to, to collect themselves like they did after that first quarter timeout when they were down 9-2. How can they kind of overcome that and not get so not get so stagnant and being able to play loose, but also really well disciplined? And uh, during this episode about the Sun's 
home court, uh, I don't know if it's an advantage necessarily, but how well they've performed at home historically. And what was the crowd like last night? Um, I know it was about 700 short. Yeah, they were almost there. Um, I think the official attendance was like 87 something, which is pretty close to a sellout. The lower bowl was pretty full for the most part. And then the upper bowl was a little stagnant. Um, I will say I probably do expect more people to show up to a game for, um, you know, Thursday at nine in, in Uncasville, Connecticut can be hard for, for some people to get to. Sunday's game is at four o'clock. So hopefully there'll be a, a better showing there. But, you know, if I just like listen to the crowd noise and, and kind of took it all in it would it felt a little bit like a sold out crowd you know the crowd was loud and they were really into it <laughs> there was a lot of energy um and they got really hyped and John Quell talked to the crowd after the game and, and you could kind of see how she fed off like their energy as well like she was really hyped after the game she talked about how they needed their energy they need them to come out for game four um so you could really I think you could really feel that among among the fans even though it wasn't quite quite a sellout last night And I won't ask you to pick the game, but I will ask our viewers, who are you picking in game four? So me, Jacqueline, and where can the people find you on Twitter? On Twitter, you can find me at uh, Jack D Lab. It's J-A-C-Q-D-L-E-B. And then, of course, you can find me and everyone else at the next on thenexthoops.com. Um, I'll be at the game on Sunday and um, working on something from, from last night's game as well. So um, should be should be a good one. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Tune back in for our next show where Howard Magnell and Jackie Powell will break down whatever happens uh, on Sunday afternoon in game four. Listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. And don't forget to check out the rest of the Locked On family of podcasts as well.